What is up my son? Let's summarize my Android knots. In this video, we're going to talk about the DIM. This is a compound that's commonly used to modulate estrogen levels, inhibit aromatase, and enhance the excretion via liver metabolism of estrogen. So, is this the biggest, phoniest supplement ever, or does it actually work? And I think this article is going to surprise you, on least this video, going to surprise you with things you did not know about the supplement. So hang in there. Let's dive in. Right, so this is the article that I wrote that we will be discussing. Link will be in the description. If you've ever used DIM and uh, let me know the effects that you've gotten. All right, so we just talked about this ingredient in the previous video in joy mode that they had it was one of their ingredients, right? So let's see what we are going to discuss. We are going to discuss DIM. Quick background on DIM. So cruciferous vegetables contain glucobracin, brassicin, glucobracin which is converted to I3C, which is then uh, converted into DIM in the gut. So on average, 100 grams of cruciferous vegetables, which isn't actually all that much, I think like a head, broccoli head is like 400 grams, contains up to 30 milligrams of this glucobracin, which is uh, uh, estimated to convert to approximately 2 milligrams of DIM. So let's say you eat a head of broccoli, you'd probably get like 8, <laughs> eight to 10 milligrams of DIM. So obviously, the amount of foods is very small, but uh, the variation of DIM content in different cruciferous vegetables vary a lot, ranging from five to eightfold. So there's a huge difference in like this, this uh, DIM content. So eating basically 500 grams of cruciferous vegetables a day is enough to have a hormonal effect. So you can get enough from the diet to have a hormonal effect. Right, so in terms of aromatase inhibitor, DIM is mostly used to modulate estrogen levels in the body as an aromatase inhibitor and estrogen detoxification agent. This is what people market it for. But there's literally only one uh, in vitro study showing that DIM has aromatase inhibiting effects. There's literally like no human studies confirming this. And as I mentioned in the previous video, there's one you know, human study that was in a woman with a breast cancer and it actually increased her estradiol. So he didn't even lower estrogen. And uh, so... There's no human studies confirming that it lowers estrogen, unfortunately. But what it can do is to alter this 2-hydroxyestrogen um, to 16-hydroxyestrogen ratio. And why this is important is because the 2-hydroxyestrogen is considered to be anti-estrogenic. The 16-alpha-hydroxyestrogen is considered to be estrogenic. So if you can change this ratio to more 2-hydroxy over 16-alpha-hydroxy, you would be less estrogenic, despite not altering the absolute amounts of estrogen in the body. So DIM in women altered this ratio sevenfold. Here you can see the 2-hydroxy dramatically increasing. You can see the 6-alpha-hydroxy significantly decreasing. The ratio literally going from almost 1 to 7. So a massive difference, and that makes you less estrogenic because you have less estrogenic compounds, more anti-estrogenic compounds. So this is what it can do. So let's talk more about like the estrogen metabolism. So you have about 16 different estrogen metabolism, um, metabolites of estrogen in the body with different affinities to the estrogen receptor, right? So most people know estradiol, estrone, estriol, those are three, but from them, there's many metabolites that can be created, basically 16 in total so far. But the two ones that we're going to focus on is this 2-hydroxyestrone and 16-alpha-hydroxyestrone. So as I mentioned, 2-hydroxy is supposedly anti-estrogenic, whereas 16-alpha-hydroxy estrone is highly estrogenic. So the more you can go over to 2-hydroxy, 
the less estrogenic you will be. And this is what DIM helps you. It can help to take you out of an estrogen dominant state. So it's got like this 5 alpha 5 beta reductase as well. So you're familiar with DHT. Your DHT is produced by 5 alpha reductase, but you have another enzyme called 5 beta reductase. So as you might know, betas, not cool, alpha, you want to be alpha, right? So beta, the 5 beta reductase creates weak androgenic metabolites. So when they act on the androgen receptors, either like neutral or very weak. The 5-alpha creates DHT, which is our strongest androgen. So the more 5-alpha reduced steroids you have, the more androgenic you will be, right? So it's the same way with this 2-hydroxy two, two and 6-alpha hydroxy ratio. The more 2-hydroxy you have over 6-alpha hydroxy, the less estrogenic you will be, right? So in women, this is where DIM power, powerfully helps to modulate this ratio. So the average ratio of 2 to 16 hydroxy is about 2.27 in normal women. And the ratio less than 2 is observed to an increased risk of developing estrogen-sensitive cancers. So the lower that ratio gets, the more prone you become to getting an estrogen-sensitive ratio. So supposedly you want to optimize that ratio. right? But only so far as I found in women that DIM regulates this ratio powerfully. Not really so in men, but we'll cover that. Right, so for example, 300 milligrams of DIM for 12 months increased the ratio from 1.6 to 5. You can see 2-hydroxy increasing, 16-alpha decreasing, the ratio improving massively. Right, there's other studies showing that 150 milligrams of DIM increased the ratio by 76%. 100 milligrams of DIM increased the ratio between 16 and 229%. So it's obviously this individual variation. And then 108 milligrams non-significantly increased the ratio by only 40, um, 47%, going from 1.4 to 2.1. So remember, the joint mode testosterone booster contained 100 milligrams. So even in women, this ratio will be non-significantly altered. Right, so let's look at what happens in men. There's only two studies that I could, found, could find in, in men with prostate cancer. 400 milligrams of DIM didn't affect testosterone, but that increased it to to 16 hydroxy ratio from 1.2 to basically 1.7 in, in uh, 15 days. So the, the change is so small in men. It's very much smaller than women. Women had like a seven-fold change in 14 days by using 400 milligrams of DIM, whereas in men, 400 milligrams like barely changed this ratio. And it didn't affect testosterone, at least in the short term. Furthermore, 500 grams of daily broccoli intake for 12 days increased the ratio by almost 30% on average in two females and 14 males, which is not too bad. So as to mention, it's, it's not that strong in men. Like 30% by eating broccoli, good. Is this going to help to prevent your prostate cancer? Is this going to help to get you out of an estrogenic state? Maybe help a little, but this is not going to be the primary thing that I'm going to go to to help with this. But so let's look on DIM and androgen and estrogen receptors. So we have DIM on estrogen receptors. One study found that DIM strongly inhibits estrogen receptor alpha expression and estrogen signaling, whereas another found that estrogen, I mean DIM, activates it. So the effect is likely dose-dependent, and it's difficult to say what the dose would be in human due to the individual absorption and tissue accumulation differences. Right, so you absorb at a different rate, you metabolize at a different rate, you accumulate it in different tissues at a different rate, so it will have different effects on different people. So how how... What kind of dose do you need to use for it to inhibit or activate the estrogen receptor? You know, that's difficult to say because this was in vitro studies. So DIM did not bind to the estrogen receptor beta, but selectively recruited this receptor. 
and exerted actions on it. So the estrogen receptor beta can be considered as a quote-unquote good receptor to some extent. So DHT uh, creates different metabolites like 3-beta and 3-alpha-dial that also binds to these receptors. This is how it has like pro-GABA anti-anxiety effects. So you don't need this for the anti-anxiety effects, but it can contribute to those benefits as well. So there are some effects on the estrogen receptor that I don't really like about DIM. And the thing is like, when you look at women's studies, they uh, th there was a study for 12 months, so basically a year, they were on treatment for breast cancer. So one group was in the standard treatment, the other group was standard treatment plus the DIM. And after 12 months, there was like no difference in the outcome. So the DIM, despite altering that ratio significantly, didn't actually improve the outcomes of the cancer situation. So I don't feel like if, even though it alters the ratio, like does it even help? Is it even beneficial? Right? I don't think so. In terms of androgen receptors, in this in vitro study, DIM is a strong androgen receptor antagonist in the prostate. It's classified as the first example of a pure androgen receptor antagonist from plants. In this rat study, DIM decreased androgen receptors in the prostate, but actually increased it in the testes. So again, this is kind of like a, like a, a tissue-specific effect. Many studies, like I, I get this question so much, like what do you think about this ingredient? What do you think about this ingredient? Like it seems to inhibit alpha reductase in the prostate, you will be avoiding it. But it's like many compounds have certain effects in certain tissues. So as you can see with DIM, it decreases androgen receptors in the prostate, but it increases it in the testes. So just because it has a certain effect in the prostate doesn't mean it's going to have the same effect anywhere else. So I'm still cautious of like DIM since it can be considered as an anti-androgen, right? So, and then we have DIM on testosterone. So DIM in male rats have all kinds of effects on their testosterone and estradiol. So none of the groups saw an increase in testosterone, but the 10 milligrams per kilogram group did see a decrease in estrogen, but the testosterone to estrogen remained um, more or less the same. So if you look at this graph, they gave animals at different doses. They used to control 10 milligrams per kilogram, 50 milligrams per kilogram, and 100 milligrams per kilogram. Here you can see testosterone, right? So testosterone actually decreased immediately when they went to the 10 milligrams. They decreased even more when it went to the 50 milligrams. And it actually increased more or less to set the control levels at 100 milligrams per, per uh, 100 milligrams per kilogram of DIM. But you can see estrogen also decreased, but then it spiked massively the estrogen to testosterone ratio, right? So your estrogen is out of control <laughs> by using DIM at least in rats. And you can see the testosterone to estrogen ratio was 0.6, then it went to 0.7, and then it went to 0.1 to 0.3. So the estrogen, the testosterone to estrogen ratio was still horrendous like the higher groups. And so this is obviously an animal study. How does this translate to humans? Uh, the doses are not exactly sure. Obviously, this was really high doses. So you can see that um, 100 milligrams per kilogram would result in 16 milligram per kilogram for humans. So that would mean you're basically supplementing 1.6 grams of DIM for a 100 kilogram guy or 800 milligrams uh, for the 50 milligram uh, dose. You know, so... In humans, uh, in the short term, 15 days, it didn't affect testosterone. They were using 400 milligrams. And it also barely affected the 2 to 16 hydroxy ratio. So that, therefore, like it do does have, seem to have some negative effects on the hormones in rats and animals on in really high doses. So if you're going to use like a really low dose, is it, is it going to have an effect at all? Okay, then you're using higher doses. Is it going to have an effect at all either? Right, so in this human study where they use it for 15 days, it didn't affect testosterone, it didn't affect the ratio much, 
and it didn't alter uh, the prostate cancer outcomes. And they did like a, a contracolve, it was like a biopsy or a surgery after that, but the DIM didn't have actual structural or beneficial effects on the prostate when they use it. Obviously it was just 15 days, but regardless, it didn't really have an effect. So in summary, I would say just skip the supplement. I don't think it's like a, a good supplement instead. The, the way you can alter this ratio is via testosterone optimization, fruit intake, exercise, and, and be, I'm using an agonist to this, a real hydrocarbon receptor. And some of the agonists to this is a beta nef, a naptoflavone and quercetin. They are agonists. So thyroid optimization, fruit intake, exercise, and this receptor agonist, and broccoli intake can help to optimize the ratio. You don't need to use DIM for that. And uh, so I just want to give you some, uh, <laughs> some memes here. No, broccoli, if you've seen um, Ice Age, and this one was just freaking hilarious. So Sid was attacked by a dinosaur, and so this was the hypothesis before that uh, Buck came up with. So dinosaur attacks Sid, Sid fights back with the broccoli, <laughs> eats a p piece of broccoli, and then leaving dinosaur a vegetable. <laughs> that was hilarious. You guys should go and watch it. And then the second hypothesis was Sid, Sid eats broccoli, dinosaur eats Sid, Dinosaur steps on broccoli, leaving broccoli a vegetable. Anyway, this was like really hilarious. But I would say like, uh, does this ratio even matter? So what they found is that on the flip side, this ratio might not be as important as the total amount of estrogen you have in your body. Like this study found that calcium from dietary sources is associated with a shift in estrogen metabolism towards the active 16-alpha-hydroxy metabolic pathway. Women with a family history of osteoporosis had a significantly higher ratio of 2-hydroxyestrone versus 16-alpha-hydroxyestrone. So, like, what are you doing with this ratio, right? The, the point I'm trying to make is that just make sure you're healthy, right? You exercise, you optimize your thyroid, you eat some fruit, you optimize your sleep quality, you minimize your stress, and this will help to modulate your testosterone, estrogen, and the estrogen metabolites. You're healthy, you have low inflammation, you optimize your gut health, you're eating the nutrient-dense foods then you don't need DIM. So I don't think, like even if you use DIM, I don't really think it's useful. And then it might even have side effects on top of that. So I would say skip the supplement. I don't think it's worth it. But unless you had a really good experience, I would like to hear from you. Put that in the comments below. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful and insightful and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.